Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to Jokes with Mark Simmons, the podcast where I chat to another comedian about jokes they can't get to work. I can see his smiley face. It's producer Joel. Hello. I can't see you at all because you're so dimly lit. I can just see the silhouette of your hair. Can you see what I can see? The silhouette of my hair. It's quite spooky. Yeah. Basically, I'm in witness protection at the moment. And what did you do? Or what did you no? What did you witness? I think, why, do you, why do you straight away assume that I did something wrong? Joe? I didn't say you did something wrong. Well, you said, what did I do? Yeah. Well, be, I, yeah. I walked along and I saw a robbery. What was being stolen? Uh, I'm not sure I'm supposed to say, really. It was a car. They put you in witness protection because you saw someone stealing a car? Yeah, yeah. Must have been a but, fancy But car. there was a really important family in the car at the time. Which family? It was a kidnapping. Oh, okay. That's a weird way to put it. Royalty, royalty. Uh, you, you witnessed a royal kidnapping. Yes. Which royal? I can't. The one that's not. The one that's missing. Which street was it? Uh, Buckingham Street. Ah, it was on Buckingham Street. <laughs> <laughs> you don't do enough improv, Mark. Oh, good, don't I? Yes, and. Yes. Oh, you are done. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. Um, how are you, Joel? Yeah, I'm pretty good, thanks. Uh, My mic leads broke, so we're we're doing it slightly differently today. Yep, you've had a bit of a technical meltdown. Two two leads breaking in the space of a week. That doesn't. That's not mad. That's that, just, that is rubbish. Yep. Um, um, so that's okay. I'm gonna buy some new ones. Back to normal by next time. Good o. Good o. Um, so what what's, what have you been doing? Um, when was the last time we spoke? I've had my hair cut. Oh yeah, it looks very nice. Still, Thanks. still quite high. It's, yeah, I think it's just the headphones doing that. I, th- I think I'm gonna get my hair cut soon. It's it's tickling my face. Is it? Yeah. It's so long. Yeah, it's it's really annoying. And it's I've a bit show- too much, isn't it? I've got a few shows coming up, so I need to sort of smarten up. I think so. Yeah. So I've got to book one. How did you find the, the haircut experience? Because I'm a little bit worried about it. Uh, I tell you what was good, Mark. It's basically the same, but there's none of the small talk anymore. Oh, thank goodness! So there you go. So if anything's come out of this pandemic, you know what, mate? Haircut not so bad. But um, when I go, if I right, I sometimes I have a bad back. I go for a massage, right? Yeah. When I go for a massage, all I want to do is relax and not talk, and they just want to talk all the time. And you have got your face in a hole. <laughs> yep. 
Oh, so frustrating. So that, that's nice. Oh, okay. Well, I look forward to that. Is it, was it all clean and everything? Yeah, as far as I could tell. You don't I've never really been in hairdressers that I didn't think was clean. No, no, they are quite good, aren't they? Yeah. For that stuff. Is this good, is this good <laughs> yeah. audio? I think it's great audio. I'm more is interested it? to know what they ask you when you're getting your back massaged. Oh, yeah. Well, just, just like hairdressers do. What you've been up to, where you're going on. Do you know what I mean? All that. Do you do lots of groaning? But I feel rude saying it is rude. There's no way of not being rude and saying. So true. Sorry, can you just not talk? Imagine the, <laughs> like you'd have to have balls of steel to ask that sort of say that sort. Of, there, must, there must be people out there that do it. Yeah. No. I mean, you could sort me. of go. I, I mean, I don't mean to be rude, but like, I just I've been in such a stressful week. I'm just. I, is it okay if we just sort of? Do it inside. It still sounds rude. There's sounds no way. Rude. There's no way you can do it. Maybe you just pop some headphones in. Yeah, but then I'm rude because I'm not answering their questions. I've always wondered if I could just pop in a little pair of headphones at the dentist and if that's a thing people do. Oh, that know. would be... You know what? I'd love that. Especially Last time... when you're having a procedure. It's really horrible, isn't it? Yeah, and you, and what did I... It's so loud and so close. And you know what people could do? Pop in a nice jokes podcast exactly. they could listen to. Exactly. While they're having their filling root canal whatever yeah that's a good idea yeah but again it's just weird isn't it anyway good stuff i feel like we're boring everyone this week normally we're on fire but i feel like this is just not this is like a conversation like a conversation we'd have before we go live it's sort of conversation I'd, I'd be looking to get out of pretty quick in the real world if, if you were having your hair cut yeah this is the sort of conversation you'd be like it is, yeah. So actually, it's a brilliant bit of role play from us. Well, that's, that's what I was planning. Yeah, of course. It's all. I, I wrote this up last night. Yeah, well, this thanks, whole thing, the whole sketch. You're, yeah, no worries. You've learned it well, actually. Yeah, and including this bit. Which and is I really like weird. the performance in that you sound bored. Oh uh, yeah, I, I've got method with it, Mark. <laughs> What's happening this week then, Joel? We've got Ross Smith. Yes. Bloody Ross Smith. Ah. Oh. Yes, you've listened to it. I haven't listened to it yet. Well, I did at the time. <laughs> but you text me saying... I loved it. It's good fun. Oh, you didn't say that. You said, Ross Smith sounds great. So either the podcast does or you just like his voice. Bit of both, really. Yeah, there you go. Hey, well, you can make your mind up now as well. I think you're going to like both. <laughs> <laughs> So I, what I tend to do is I like I'll come up with a joke on a um, like on a theme, um, and then I'll uh, I'll try and write as much as I can about that thing. Um, so it's like stream of consciousness, and a lot of it is like obviously terrible. Um, uh, okay. And then I'll pick out the jokes um, from that, and then put them into some sort of order, and then try them out. Um, but the problem with that is that if the concept doesn't work, then the whole the whole thing falls down. Um, right, but that's see, yeah. that's the way that I started, and that seems to be the only way that I can work. And then they always end up being very short jokes. So there's um, a, I, is that because so you'll start with a thing, and then maybe only one part will work. So then you've just got one joke. Yeah. So then that's a separate joke. Is that yeah. what you mean? Yeah. So a lot of mine are sort of gags because they'll go from like you know, I'll go from one to the other. But a couple of them are on the same sort of theme. But the um, like I've I've noticed that I seem to write a lot about fighting and a lot about ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, 
Honestly, I've looked through it and I've got about, honest to God, about five fighting. Pa- fighting and ghosts. Is it and, and uh, different sorts of fighting, or is it all like like what like training to fight? Yeah, it's sort of like um, I love. Do you fight? I don't fight. I think that's the thing is that I've never I've never had a fight, um, and so, so that's I just... weird because I used to. So before I did comedy, I used to do taekwondo at a fairly good level, like tournaments and things. And then when I stopped that, I started this. But I've never ever written about it. Really, I don't. I don't know why that is. But I think that's because that's my serious side. Maybe. Yeah. That's sort of. I, I, I take. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why that is. But you think oh, having done God. that for all those years, it'd be so be bad st- to get into a fight with you because after you've kicked my head in, you can do a brilliant one-liner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I oh, well. We could, yeah. I don't know. Like. I don't, I don't know why that is. It's weird. But also, I don't think. I don't think if you, I don't if you said if I so if I went on and I was talking about the fact that I used to do it, that's not funny because your your comedians aren't meant to be good at fighting. Yeah, well, so I'm, you'd I, you'd you'd have to do it from a I'm not very good at it angle, wouldn't you? I think. Yeah, well, that is my point is that I I sort of want to be good at it, and I watch loads of those sort of I watch loads of like Rocky films and all those sort of and <laughs> I UFC. I just watched Karate Kid actually. Exactly. Got, see, Karate Kid's my favourite film. Oh, I just watched all three of them. It's unbelievable, isn't it? <laughs> I still don't believe that the training, as he calls it, would work, but I love it. Of course not. It technically is woodwork. Well, he's sort of standing the. <laughs> See, the you're always looking. You yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I do love all of I, those films and all I of those things. I did one Karate Kid joke that didn't really work. I mean, it's really bad. Oh, um, no, what was it? I remember this. What oh, did you? It? Did I put it out somewhere? I think you did. I think um, I've seen it. Um, maybe I've told it on this podcast. It's, it's basically, it's um, painting the fence. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, I can't remember how I worded it. But it's for defense only. Right, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I can't believe they didn't know. see that in the film, though. Like, that's pretty obvious, yeah. isn't it? I mean, <laughs> I, I seem to write about things that I don't do and not about my own life. Um, I've noticed through looking... Because I looked through it all today, like, loads and loads of my writing. And it's all to do with, like... um kind of what I'm I like but also that like is nothing to do in my own life so I've written a lot about murderers and true crime and sort of I don't believe in ghosts or the supernatural but I've written a lot about that and it's sort of like a sort of um cynical view of that but with murderers there's a lot there's a lot of talk about how how much murderers get done which I'm I'm seemingly quite done yeah as as in in that they're they're effective yeah, I mean, I don't know about you, but I look at sort of some serial killers and it's like, he was in prison at the age of 31 for murdering 30 women. And you think, bloody hell, I've done nothing. That's <laughs> one a year. <laughs> yeah, That's exactly. rubbish, mate. <laughs> yeah, I've, I haven't even done one. Jesus I guess. Christ. And then they've got to clean up after it. They've got to dispose <laughs> of the body. They've got to dig a hole. They've got to plan it. They've got to get away that with it. work ethic. Yeah, exactly. So you just and and you think it's the seventies as well. It would have been hard to get around. Like money would have been, 
it's it's ridiculous. Um, but I seem to write on themes, you know. And um, uh, so what? So what? So go to fighting. What? What's? So you've obviously you must have some stuff that works with fighting. But what? What stuff? I've got one sort of bit in my Edinburgh to... show this year about fighting. Um, and um, I do. I did have a joke for ages that I tried that never worked. But it was the idea of like, um, um, what do you do if somebody asks you to? wants you outside now for a fight but you're on like a veranda like are you technically like outside like are you not <laughs> it never really worked but it was just this idea of somebody asking me for like I have this idea that you know as English people we're not aggressive um we're passive aggressive so I'm saying I've never had a fight but I've had so many like in my mind and so I go into the fantasy of what would happen in my mind if a person would fight me and um, yeah. it basically end. It's it's like this guy says to me out. He's harassing a girl, so I say, right, let's go outside now. And we go outside, and he he swings for me, and I knock him out in one punch. And she runs over to me and tries to kiss me and says, "Oh, you're my hero," and I fight her too. So, <laughs> so that's the end for the joke. And you can constantly see people going, "Oh, that's a bit." But why? Why? Yeah, why are you fighting her? Um, I think it's just the misdirection of that because I think everybody, I like the idea of sort of everybody getting on board with my sort of, uh, uh, fantasy and then just me turning it around. That came from a sort of stream of consciousness of me writing. And then I, I was like, oh, there's nothing in this. And then I read that and I was reading it out to somebody and they laughed at that point. And you know, when your brain just goes, oh, right, there's something. Yeah. There's something there. How did that go when you when you tried that? Um, in Edinburgh and um, other places, it's gone. It's gone really, really well. I think it's the way that I sort of sell it because it is quite a long setup. Um, but um, I've I've added on the tagline "Nobody takes on the champ," and I think that that's kind of added some things on. Um, but yeah, it's weird how it works, isn't it? Because I find that a lot of um, I don't know if you find this, but certain words and certain things. Um, that might be to do with your life you can't talk about because people automatically assume it's a it's that's that's the target of the thing so for instance i work in a um, i work in a special needs school Um, okay i see what you mean yeah and um that's that's what i do i'm sort of one-to-one with autistic children um and um you know like the situation is very funny but i'm not sort of i can't talk about it in stand-up because um, people think you're laughing at people, the people yeah they think with. they are I mean on my first day um, I, w- I went into a classroom and um, I'd never worked in special needs education before or anything and um, this child just uh, straight away said to me what's your name and I said Ross and he said Ross why didn't you go fuck yourself and <laughs> and it's just brilliant because I just wrote this whole bit about how like wouldn't you love to do that wouldn't you love to sort of go into work and just have Helen ask you about your weekend and you just say Helen why don't you go fuck yourself and that was the idea but I I said it you know so many things happen in that school that make me laugh and I want to tell people about but then I think I can't like we were learning about strangers the other day and they they gave an example of saying um if a stranger um invited you into his car what do you say and um and they said to look at his pet tortoise. And I've never heard anything sound more like a euphemism for penis in my life. <laughs> <laughs> 
but I can't talk about it on stage. Also, they said, what do you say? And um, they said, all the kids said no. And they went, that's right, you say no thank you. And I just wanted to say, I don't think you need to be polite in that circumstance. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so have you tried this stuff and... Um, and, and and have you just not bothered anymore once you you sort of yeah I tried that... it I tried it probably in the last month I tried it about well the month before this whole thing happened I tried it about five times and I wanted to get across that like obviously it's a bit of a dodgy thing to work at um, to to talk about because what I wanted to say is like um, a lot of people sort of think you're you're quite heroic for doing this job but then I want to sort of joke about how well I get paid for it you know it's not like you know, yeah. it's, it's, you know, it is rewarding, but it's also, I do get paid for it. Like I'm not, um, you know, I can't remember the bit of Batman where he's sort of filling out invoices. Um, <laughs> you know, so, um, I do want to talk about it, but I, I tried it five times and I would say that it kind of got okay laughs, but you could see that people were awkward about it. And, and that's, um, you know, you know that you know a sort of six out of yeah. ten gig. See that, so what you just said then that that sounds absolutely fine. But I, I I guess when you start getting into specific situations with the people you're working with, yeah, I mean I think that it might be maybe part of a a whole show or something. But it it just seems to me yeah, that yeah. like people um people are very touchy about who the the target of a joke is. Um and uh, you really need to, sometimes you just you just can't figure it out. You just can't get get to the sort of um difference of it you know like um I, I guess the joke's always got to be on you in that situation hasn't it yeah i mean like you like you underestimating them i can maybe yeah i can never sort of be of you or... can never be high status in my jokes i mean do you find that as well that you can't ever be the winner in your joke yeah I, my, my brain doesn't really work that way but like that essentially that's what say about what i was saying about i can't do jokes about me doing martial arts yeah because because you're you do that, that i guess that is a higher status isn't it you're saying i'm really good at something yeah and straight away it's okay is that, is that the same maybe that's not the same no i, don't I, know. I think it is the same i think it I is think the, same. the underdog haven't you you've got to be yeah i think someone who's the only way i can be high status on stage is that if i I'm appearing high status, but the whole room knows that I'm not, even like I'm the yep. idiot, if you know what I mean. So I'm pretending I'm high status, but the whole room's going, oh, of course he's not, like, uh, you know. And that's like um, uh, a real thing that sort of I learned from, I remember Joel Domit was talking about a bit that he um, he wanted to write about um, how he wanted to be cool, but he just wasn't cool, no matter what he tried, he wasn't cool. And um, it wasn't working again and again and again. And so what he decided to do was just um, just went out on stage and said, I'm really cool. Because he realised hey. that that's the way to get around it, is that cool people think they're not cool, whereas uncool people think they're really, really cool. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I often find that with jokes that, um, you know, uh, I'm just not looking at it in the right way and I've got to twist it and I've got to turn it, but um, I don't I don't always have the patience, whereas I have love... Have an example where you've done that? Um, what bit have I done? I mean, um, I, can, I can tell you about one bit where um, that did um, work. I finally got to that, that different bit, was that um, I wrote a joke 
ages ago and it was you know that bit in comedy where you go from your first five minutes and then you kind of get bored of that and you think right well what else is there so I learned how to do comedy and I thought god I can't go back now to it being awful I remember those days so um Mm -hmm. I uh I decided like I'd write some new stuff and the, the bit I wrote was um I wonder who discovered milk and what did their family think they were doing when they discovered it right and that was the bit and I can remember writing that on the tube and genuinely thinking you've done it this is it I mean I don't think you're ever going to have to get the tube again this is great (laughs) and I tried it on stage for a week every night I tried that bit um and um that was a week of have you ever had that like a week of dying on your ass just a solid week of it I have no idea what you're talking about (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me tell you something. I've got weeks of it, months of it. And <laughs> uh, sometimes you do I feel like you 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 can get in like a a slump. Yeah. Well, you just end up yeah. getting used to that being what happens at gigs. So, but at the end of the week I was really really depressed by it because it was the f- one of the first times since the start where I died on my ass consistently. And so I went home to my parents in Northamptonshire for the weekend. And um, I was watching uh, um, 100 Greatest Stand-Up Comedians. Um, yeah. and, and Billy Connolly was number one. And I swear to God, the first, first VT they showed of him was him doing that joke. Oh, really? Oh, I can't believe he nicked that off you. Yeah, exactly. So that's how I turned it round, was that instead of doing it about that joke, I just told that story and then ended it with, you know, now normal people would say, um, normal people would would say, you know, oh, that's weird. That's why the joke didn't work. What a coincidence. But in my head, I just think that probably means you're as good as Billy Connolly. <laughs> so so why, so, so you think it didn't work because people had heard it? Um, I think maybe i also think like the comedians are big comedy fans you know i see i used to sort of host a um uh, an open mic sort of tryout thing called comedy virgins and um oh, yeah. I, I used to host that and the amount of key comedians you'd see get up and do wholesale bits from like bill hicks or um mm. eddie izzard and you just think these are comedy fans, you know, these are comedy nerds. They've watched comedy their whole lives thinking one day I'll have the balls to do it. You know, do you think that you're going to get away with not doing this? So I think there was an element of that. I think there was an element of I never perform new material that well. I kind of do it a bit apologetically sometimes. Um, (laughs) So I think that's why it wasn't working. Whereas I wanted to, what I wanted to talk about was your bit you tried at the guinea pig club what was it because i forget what it was but you really deconstructed it It was about going into a shop and getting a box of wine oh this has been brought up on the podcast loads oh my god (laughs) it was hilarious how you broke that down and i was just thinking this is just funny on its own the working out of it you know i remember you saying that because that that was that wasn't me doing it as a bit that was me genuinely saying to the audience why the fuck isn't this working? Yeah, but I you cannot understand it. You had about ten minutes, and I—I'm shit you not. About six of it was you working out this bit, and it was—it was so <laughs> funny because it, the more ridiculous it got, the more the audience got on board with you trying to work it out. And you tried it about seven different, seven or eight different ways. It was so good, so good, and that's the sort of. After that, that's the kind of bravery that I tried to have with it on stage. Was like. There's thoughts about new material, isn't there, where it's like 
don't let them know don't let the audience know that it's new material and just perform it as it's new and you'll give it like this best chance but then there's also yeah. a school of thought where it's you know like um do let them know and let them be in on the joke and i think that's where it is now because you know like if you if you let them in on yeah. the joke and they know it then it's it's so much of a better judge so to, yeah cause the thing is like that would be nice if i could make that how i do it every time you know because but I don't know if I if I could re-perform that. I don't know whether the magic was in the moment. Yeah. I mean, that's the or... thing. Have you ever done a bit where you've thought, my God, this is a killer new bit, and then you've tried it in other places and it just consistently dies, and you just oh, think, loads. oh, it was just the magic of that night. It was just that night. Yeah. Yeah. That that joke is gonna bother me for a long time, but I'm still persevering with it. I will make it work. What is it? I've been mean, even it's the um tap on the bottom. Right, yeah, okay. <laughs> so and I and I've been I've had really like um some like loads of people, like that listeners, thank you very much listeners, have been uh, tweeting in ideas of different ways to do it. <laughs> and 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 quite quite often they tweet ideas that I've already done. Oh, that really? Haven't worked, but um, I mean, I must have. I must have told so many different versions of that joke on this podcast now. Oh my god, um, it's so good! I'm just though. going through my thing. The um, uh, Joe Caulfield came up with a nice new angle, and I was like, I can't wait to try it. In six months, once <laughs> we can yeah. go back to gigs, once we get back to normal, yeah. I mean, I'm probably going to have about a hundred different versions to try of that joke by the time we come out of this. Oh, I'd oh, please just... let me know when you're doing it because I would love to see a whole, just a whole set of that joke. You know what? I should probably film every time I do it different versions. <laughs> yeah, do this. This would be brilliant. Like the birth of a joke, like what it goes through is so good. How many times do you try a joke? Well, it depends how much. Oh, we're meant to be clapping. Oh, we're yeah. We're meant to be clapping. We're meant to be clapping. Shall we clap on the podcast for the All right, NHS? Okay. Yeah. How long are we meant to do it for? I, I don't know, actually. I, I've got the window open, so if anyone's sort of tutting at me for not doing it properly. All right, the window's open. Wow, I feel like we're really missing out. I can really hear everybody outside. Um, I it's can't, amazing that everyone's doing it. I can't hear anything except me. <laughs> okay, really? Yeah, no. Maybe you're the only one I can hear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I kind of feel bad that I wasn't outside for that. They're still cheering. Is, this, is it over now? Oh, that's... Oh, my, well, my flatmates are all doing it. That counts, doesn't it? Yeah. Wow, I could like proper hear everybody. That's impressive. Oh, well done, everyone. That well really done, all, all you people listening. Are we going to do a clap for the clap tomorrow? <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, yeah. They're still I going. Think... Still going now. That is insane. Hang on, let me just let me just take the thing outside so everyone can hear. Oh bugger! Oh no! Hang on! I was fire everything <laughs> that was a bad idea that was a bad idea i've got too many wires <laughs> oh no they're still going hang on i'm gonna try and get out there can you hear me yeah i can hear you 
It stopped. It stopped. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Good stuff. Good yeah. stuff. All my wires are tangled now. See, I did um, write a joke about minute silences as well. Um, oh, did you? Yeah, well, what I wanted to talk about was, like, um, uh, uh, people who fill silences. Like, I really, really don't like those people who aren't just content to sit around and, like, you know, whatever. So I wanted to say this joke about, you know, there's people who fill silences where you go, um, uh, they say, they'll, they'll always say, oh, this is, this is awkward, isn't it? And you'll just, and I just wanted to say, <laughs> yeah, it is, it is awkward. It's awkward because, you know, it's only a minute. Have a bit of respect. Um, but it's never really. Oh, so that. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So that's. Oh, sorry. Yes, I wasn't focused then. Oh, that's alright. So that. So 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 that. So you. So hang on. So the joke is, um, you're saying you you don't bring in the minute silence at all. No. Until, until the end. I see. Okay, that's where I was confused because you. That's yeah. how you set it so up it for is, me. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great joke. Yeah, uh, it's only a minute. Have a bit of respect. Again, though, I think it's one of those things that. Um, uh, oh, is that not funnier if you're the one that's, if and he and he said, it's only a minute. Give it, give it some respect. So you're uh, yeah. the idiot. Yeah. See, this Does is that the thing that I do. I write high status, and then yeah. I have to bring it low status. It's so <laughs> so bizarre the things that are happening with it. Um, I did want to ask you something actually as well. Do you get um, because fa- you know um the Dave's joke of the fringe thing. Oh yeah. So this year I got two of them in there and it was completely oh, accidental. Yeah. I got I got fifth and sixth and the thing that I found was that both jokes in the Edinburgh show, one of them worked and one of them never ever worked. Um so the two jokes were But the, it's better written down. Yeah. But what yeah. I f- so one of them was um a thesaurus is great and there's no other word for it. Yeah. And um sleep is my favourite thing in the world, it's the reason I get up in the morning. Yeah. Now, the thesaurus one got jokes, I think, because I had a thesaurus on stage with me. That got laughs. Um, yeah. The sleep one got nothing. But then what I found so, after the Dave's joke of the French was that people were coming to the show to see those jokes. <laughs> and then, did they like them then? Yeah, they clapped and cheered when I did those jokes. But but like <laughs> I was sort of um, like Hanson doing umbop, and those were like... You know, I only had like a one hit wonder. And then for the rest of the show, they'd kind of like tune out. Do you think they they were coming thinking it was going to be a, a one liner each Yeah, I think that's what happened because I think people suddenly thought, because for me, I'm I'm not really any kind of comic. Like, and that's not that's not a brag. That's not me being like, hey, man, look, you can't pigeonhole me. That's being like, I need to mm. fucking pick a thing because... <laughs> All of my things are sort of based off, you know, emceeing and talking to the crowd and being quite personable. But then also like some some wordplay and some like some misdirection. Um, yeah. But, yeah, you've got uh, some great misdirection stuff in your stuff. Well, that's kind of what it's, it's all based off of. But the um, but those those ones, those one liners, I think people were coming to the show going, oh, my God, this is going to be a sort of one-liner yeah. show this is what it's like and then I could just see these sort of bored faces watching me ask people what they do for a living so so did that like totally flip because so you were you you're saying that the sleep one wasn't working that well before N- no I I dropped it I dropped it after so tell um, me what the sleep one is again because because something in it I wasn't didn't feel was quite 
What, what, what was it? Uh, sleep is my favourite thing. It's the reason I get up in the morning. Sleep is my favourite thing. But, it, but sleep's not the reason you get up in the morning, is it? No, but you're actually thinking about it two ways, aren't you? I was just thinking when you get... Oh, because I see what you mean. So you wake up. Oh, it's the reason I wake up in the morning would be much It's better. the reason I go to bed, isn't it? It's like, so sleep... Sleep is so sleep. Oh, so hang on. What, what's the word again? <laughs> I, lo- I love this shit. Sleep is my favorite thing. It's the reason I get up in the morning. Sleep is the reason because when you say get up, yeah. I always think you're not getting up to sleep, but wake up might. Yeah, wake up reason, would be so much sleep, better. Sleep is the reason you wake up. Well, I mean, I think is that it? the common. No, the reason you wake up is a noise, isn't it? So the alarm, alarms are my favourite thing. They're the reason I wake up in the morning. That's, <laughs> oh, for fuck's that's better. Sake. That's so much better. Oh my god! <laughs> and that got selected. That's yeah. great. Well, I'm gonna have to. Well, you've got another one that could be selected next year now. Yeah, wait just for that, you just... to pick it apart, and I'm just gonna have to ring Dave and just say, Dave, take <laughs> take me off of both of them, mate. Yeah. Can, can I can I claim that number? Yeah, of course. What you number can. was that one? That was number six. Yeah, I was number nine. I know. Unbelievable. I this this is the thing is that like um <laughs> <laughs> it's it's actually a much better joke now. Uh, but <laughs> oh my god. But uh, did you find afterwards that the um uh that you just get loads of abuse on Twitter saying this was actually a joke in Seinfeld season 9 episode 5 and you just um think, no. But I I can I said that happens a lot and that's just I mean, yeah. I mean, that's just we 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 spend all day writing. You're gonna come up with some similar ideas. That's just. Do you know what yeah. I mean? But um, did Seinfeld do it with that way as well? Apparently, in the show, George Costanza says it, but I I'd never seen that show, which I know to some people out there no, will I've never be watched heresy. Seinfeld. But I've never I've never seen it. So. Um, I don't know. I just kept on sort of hearing people talk about the reason they get up in the morning, and I just thought, yeah, oh right, okay, there we go. And that's how most things sort of come to me, and then I'll put them in the notes in my phone, and then yeah, I'll, yeah. and then I'll sort of try and um, try and write around it, which is why I have like, my God, like so much respect for like you and Milton and um, and Gary Delaney and all that because writing a one liner is hard enough, but writing one that you know, you consistently can do one after the other after the other without the audience kind of going, well, I get this now. Um, yeah. It's unbelievable no, to me. I just don't know how you but, do it. But then I think that about other stuff. Do you know what I mean? I think it's just if how you're wired, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it, it, Cause... It, some of them are so clever. Like Gary Delaney's got one about um, uh, a dog biting him and he says, oh, it's karma. And he says, it's not karma. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuming. <laughs> <laughs> and I've probably, if anything it's more angry yeah, 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 yeah I've thought of that probably every week <laughs> yeah. since I've seen it you know because it's just it's just beautiful it's so so good I mean what, yeah. what was the first what was do you remember the first joke you wrote oh um so I when I started I, I was a bit more sort of surreal and then it just evolved into one-liners because that is how I thought. But I just wanted to be no fielding. I think when I started. When did you start? Um, oh, two thousand and eight. 
Oh, okay, right. So it was like the proper fielding heyday, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. He was. It was the end of two thousand eight, I think. Yeah. Um, again, alternative and surreal stuff is one of those things that I think from the outside, when I started, especially, I thought, oh, that must be a lot easier to just be kind of wacky. But now I watch it and go, it's really hard. <laughs> it's yeah. really, really, really difficult. I can think of a couple of. Actually, so these are all really bad. Like, like they're kind of so. Like one joke was fighting. Actually, I had, I had a couple of fighting related ones in my first set. So, so I I don't even know if this is a thing. I don't know. So, I had a joke where I'd go, oh, what was it? I I've, I recently learned how I went gone to started martial arts lessons, and I went to a martial arts club where they teach you to fight in the style of an animal. So, like. Because there is that there is that sort of yeah. kung fu thing, yeah. Um, and then like I went along and they taught me to fight in the style of an owl. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so so the joke is, you know, when people go ooh, scary. Oh yeah. So yeah. so that's but then then I go ooh, ooh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's, it's rubbish. <laughs> Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ross me! Yes! Tagawooga Ross Smith. Right in your ears. Did you enjoy that, Joe? Loved it. Loved every single second of it. Did you yeah, enjoy it, Yeah, Oh, I bloody loved it, mate. Absolutely it's loved not, it. It is so weird talking to you on Zoom <laughs> when you're just in the pitch black. It's the most <laughs> sinister conversation. I feel like, you know, in a film... I could be naked. You know, in a film where, like, 
the bad guys out there doing stuff and he goes back and reports to an even badder guy and you don't see them until the end. <laughs> I feel like you're sort of sending me out on little mission, Could little evil dudes. Could you my voice a little bit <laughs> so that you can't quite make it out? It's so horrible. It's so, so sinister. I'm it's so really sorry, weird. but but my girlfriend is in the office and the uh, this is my seat. And along and, with um, and the light all your mic me. cables, all the light bulbs she, yeah, have gone I out. Think she's been doing something to yeah, so yeah, all electric's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if this is good for everyone listening because they can't see it. But maybe take a screenshot and we'll put it up. Can you do that? Take a screenshot and we'll put it up with the um, with, with the podcast. Okay, that's done. There we go. I'll, I'll post that with it. Good Uh Cool. All right. Well, if you enjoyed the podcast, uh, which I'm sure you bloody did. Um, please, can you? Sorry, I got an email just as I was talking, and I was half, <laughs> that is I was, pathetic. I was half reading it, and I thought it was from Google, but it's from someone called George, because I was and it's something about what is this? I'm emailing you as one of the organisers of the Bracklesham Ukulele Weekends. <laughs> what? Mark, you need to get off this podcast and get on that email are, straight away. And we are interested in possibly booking you for a set in one of our festivals. Do they think I play the ukulele? Well, Mark, look, times are hard. You're going to have to tell him you do play the ukulele. I'm going to have to learn the ukulele in, for October. All right, well, that sounds nice. That's good, isn't it? Well, there you go. That's something positive. Bookings are starting to slowly come back in. <laughs> I'll take any bookings, anyone out there, you know, ukulele, I'll give it a whack, give it a bash. It's not like hard, surely, ukulele, it's only got a few strings, isn't it? Mark, don't annoy the ukulele audience. <laughs> oh no, that's half our audience. Don't isolate the ukulele players. <laughs> oh no. Okay, cool. So as I was saying before that email distracted me, if you enjoy the podcast, please uh, get in touch at Jokes with Mark across all social medias. Um, you can leave a bloody lovely review, five stars please, uh, at Apple Podcasts. That's really useful if you want to support the podcast. And where, how else can you support the podcast? You can go to patreon.com forward slash jokes with Mark for bonus, 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 bonus content. Yeah, well done, Joel. Um, anything more from you, Joel? Nothing more from me, Mark. Anything more from you, Mark? Nothing more from me, Joel. Have a good week, everybody. Hashtag Awooga. Everybody. Bye. Yeah, Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.